would I be wearing this hat? <laughs> I'm Cuban, B. Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. Great. Yeah. Great movie, great tune. Oh, yeah, man. Kicking things off. Mellow and cool with the Bob Marley. That's right. Like, like we're having cool weather here. Nice and cool this morning. We're in the 40s. I saw that I was, uh, we had beautiful weather today, 85, record-breaking heat, blue skies. I went for my run during lunch, and then sure enough, I'm cruising home during traffic, uh, about 12 to 15 chemtrail planes uh, streaking across the sky, <laughs> and we're predicted to have the weather drop about 15 degrees tomorrow. So thanks, Polis oh. and the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, uh, bringing the temp down to where it should be, I guess, right? Blocking that sun, their solar yeah. radiation. Management. At least they, at least they warned you. They didn't, but well, you're right. Yeah, they, oh. I think they're in cahoots. Who owns AccuWeather? I am willing to bet Bill Gates is uh, some sort of owner on the AccuWeather there, <laughs> right? It's possible. Yeah. All right. How's my Man, mic? Uh, to, how am I coming in there? Two. Good, clear. Oh yeah. Why well, you got a new mic? No, no, no. Just checking. Oh. All right. What do you got to oh, tell yeah. me? What do you got on the docket there? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you, you mentioned the traffic. Dude, today was an hour and a half. Something happened on the highway. They, it just shut down, so then everybody was getting redirected onto side streets. And, uh, yeah, we're at an hour and a half. I'm like, and, the, and, then, and then it's just every single time that the traffic gets even worse. I'm not even joking, dude. I come home. I try to relax. I'm, like, so heated. It's not even funny. I'm ready to just punch holes in the wall. I turn on the TV. <laughs> and... This just in. Today, J.B. Pritzker signed this bill, making this building a gay landmark. And you're like, dude, okay, every day there's something new about gay and transgender and no plan to fix the roads. And I mean, uh, to be clear, I assumed Boys Town kind of an international gay landmark in its own. I mean, Boys Town has been around forever. Nobody in Chicago... Has ever cared about gay? No, if you go to Boys Town now, and it, it's been a while for me, uh, we all know how often I liked to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. But anyways, uh, Boys Town back in the day, I recall last time I was there, at least had brick structures at the corners of the intersections, and they were, uh, you know, they had like a rainbow emblazoned ceramic flag built into them. It, no, no, it, it literally says, welcome to Boys Town. Like, they call it Boys Town. Yeah, it's like a, I'm, I'm serious, I think it's like internationally well known for being like a gay hub. Yeah, so that's why I don't think we need to keep passing all these bills and doing all these things to be gay friendly. I think everybody knows we're gay friendly. Can we worry about, I mean, can we just pretend like, my point is, Frank, I do not care who you're fucking as long as on your way to fucking that person. We can all do 55 on yeah, the highway. Can we just drive the same? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, as long as there's no traffic on the highway, fuck all the dudes you want. <laughs> Chop off your dick. I don't care. Grow tits. I don't care. Can we just work on the highway? Like, government used to be about that. Highway. Not worrying about, you know, like, the mayor of Chicago was never worried about trannies in another state getting surgery. We also used to be getting excited about cutting tape for a new roadway system or a new highway, a new bridge that we're building. Now we're just putting up monuments to gay people. You guys brought out a Camilla Harris to cut tape and do this whole big... That's right, man. Yeah. Fiasco for this highway improvement. All you're doing is resurfacing it. 
Oh, you guys didn't. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't done anything to alleviate the, to alleviate the traffic. No new roads. There's no plan. No, there's no new roads. There's no plans on new roads. There's re- no, we're well, just gonna polish up this pig a little bit more. Yeah, but and, Mike, uh, when it comes to building back better and the World Economic Forum, where we're going, we don't need roads, man. You're gonna be in your five uh, or your fifteen minute city, right? You'll never leave. You don't need a car. Why do we gotta build new roads? Good call. I didn't even think about that. Read an article today in NPR. Good call. It was a deep dive on the electric infrastructure and how they're running into a massive snafu with pushing the green new agenda and supplying the electricity to go green that way. And they're basically, they're saying it, but they're not allowed to say it. And you're never going to hear it in the mainstream news cycles in as far as, you know, the Biden administration's agenda and that retarded package he passed through uh, last year. What was it? Uh, something about the Inflation Reduction inflation Act. Reduction. Except everything's <laughs> yeah. just gotten more inflated since they signed it. Uh, it had nothing to do about inflation. It was yeah. only about green energy bullshit. Right, and what's so funny about all the green energy nonsense that they tried to sneak in there is uh, they don't have the infrastructure within the electric grid to support it. And so essentially a lot of the funding is going nowhere and not being used because they simply cannot push forward with the green agenda. It's not viable. It's not doable. We don't have anything in place to just totally reroute everything into electricity. It was written in the plans that new innovation would provide the electricity. (laughs) Exactly. Like This is so stupid. So essentially, the Green New Deal and anything green, it ain't happening, people. Unless we utilize Tesla energy and frequency vibrational, you know, infrastructure, it's never going to happen, man. No, we're not going to get it. So we're stuck. I, I really don't know what they're expecting to happen if they, when they keep... Like, there's no way you could really push these companies where in like 10... I mean, what are they saying? 10 years, they're going to be selling only electric? They can't sell property or rent any property downtown Denver, especially in the new, newly constructed 16th Street Mall that they've been remodeling for a couple of years now. Uh, nobody wants to move in because you have to put in these cockamamie green energy inf- you know, uh, ducts and mm, you know, air yeah. ventilation and electrical whatever, and you can't, you know, if you want to have your you know, pizzeria, they're not going to let you use a gas oven. You know, I heard that was actually the biggest hurdle to his infrastructure thing. Remember we passed the CHIPS Act and then the infrastructure bill? That's right, man, yeah. The reason those two have, like, you haven't seen any anything from it, apparently, is because it written in them is the most absurd left-wing, like, hiring practices. And you know how he always tells, good-paying union jobs. Well, apparently that means... Even the kid that goes gets coffee is getting $25 an hour, full health care, vacation time, you know? <laughs> like, yes. And and worst of all, if Frank, if you got 20 plumbers, 10 of them better be female. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if it's 10, but they're, like, requiring so many females, so many blacks. So, I mean, good luck finding a fucking black lesbian plumber. I'll give you the genius of Jared Polis in Denver, Colorado here. Uh, we're going to give you, black guy, out of state, $10,000 to come here. Open up a dispensary. 
There's only room, though, down there in Denver, and it's going to cost you about 40 grand to set up all our green energy bullshit policies. So uh, you're in the hole now, 30 grand. Welcome to Colorado. <laughs> you better check your skin. I think you're a white man. You just got <laughs> fucked by the government. That's sir. right. <laughs> That's right, man. That's how it works. Like, who's, who's going to buy into that? It's BS, man. So eventually they just have to roll that stuff back. What you're seeing quietly is a lot of these leftist agenda policies being rolled back here in Denver, particularly. I had a clip from a few episodes ago. I never got, I don't even know where it is, but it was on micro communities. It was just a quickie either way. Uh, they're setting up right now officially a micro community, and it's basically homes the size of the shed in my backyard, and like 30 of them uh, in an empty lot. And this is going to be a peaceful community of homeless drug addicts and alcoholics mm. and people with mental illness, right? This is the answer, you know? But we're getting them off God, the street, that's right? Terrible. Yeah, exactly. It's going to. You know why boomers are rich? Because they, didn't, they weren't happy living in a shack. <laughs> they, they worked and saved up and bought a house. It's interesting to me, though, that we had a dude run for mayor. It was a Democrat versus Democrat mayor runoff. And uh, one of the Democrats said something radical in the world of Democrats. And he said, I'm going to get rid of these homeless people. And uh, <laughs> they voted him in. And so he's following through on his agenda. And what people don't realize is the ugly side of doing these sweeps. It's pretty gross. And eventually you have to push these human bodies into some sort of location. Yeah, we need mental hospitals to come back. Got to get mental hospitals. And I like the idea. We're halfway there, right? We're building shed-like homes in an empty parking lot in an abandoned part of South Denver, right, right near where I work, which is why it's kind of close to home. I now have At least to... they get sheds, dude. I hear they're putting up tents. It's a tent city. Military tents, canvas. We've done the tents, but uh, it's just... You guys in Chicago, last time I cruised down that south side on the highway, God, I would never get off the highway and, <laughs> you know, go around that area. Oh, my God. Who do you think I am, man? I'm white. But, uh, you know, so I, I was uh, cruising past, and Emma and I were appalled at not just, you know, the density of those orange tents lining the highway, <laughs> but how they stretched for about, like, two and a half miles. It was like half the city skyline were these orange tents along the highway. Oh, I'm telling you, you got to go down Lakeshore Drive. It's insane. Well, we're talking, uh, we're talking infrastructure here, people. Mike and I were fellas who cruise the roadway systems, and so uh, we have our finger on the pulse, if you will, well, just, of the just, traffic just situation. Keeps, it's a daily reminder that we do not have a serious government. Yeah, well, it's we just do not a, have serious <laughs> politicians. I need you to worry... If you're the mayor of Chicago, I need you to worry about the highway system and moving people in and out of your city. I don't need you to worry about some f***ing Louisiana can't get his balls cut off. <laughs> That's not our problem. And on top of that, folks, it took the Romans 100 days to build a bridge across a like valley, right? Oh, I know. They could do this with just an army of, uh, you know, however men, whatever it is, right? And here in America... We have bridges where if you happen to be an unlucky dude cruising home in traffic one day in Colorado on the busiest highway that goes through, it's the main vein of Colorado, I-25. You're cruising home, and you see a freight train with coal going over a bridge. You cannot trust that bridge here in America, people. 
Deputies in Pueblo County are looking into a train derailment on I-25 south of Purcell Boulevard, north of Pueblo. Video shows train cars coming off the rail. CSP says there are train cars and coal on the interstate, and it appears that the bridge has collapsed onto the highway there. <laughs> CSP says there were- Not appears, it did. Traffic still today <laughs> has to be rerouted in the most epic fashion around Pueblo in order to get people to Denver, and, and uh, it's just- Absolutely insane. I do transportation for my, uh, you know, work, and uh, this was a, a minor headache. We, you know, have ways to navigate, but it was just absurd watching this unfold. Uh, if you want to see any footage of what it looks like, you the news, our local news, was depending on aerial drone footage that a local person flew over because they instituted a no-fly zone over the spot because they're so embarrassed at what happened here. A, tr <laughs> a trucker died. He was under the bridge when it collapsed. A dude in his truck literally died from this, right? It's a massive, oh, it's a massive cleanup. It's a huge disaster. There's coal everywhere. It's, the roadway is going to be shut down for a long time. And here's the best part about the story. Joe Biden was scheduled to speak down in Colorado Springs, I believe, and or Dude, Pueblo. This is a fucking setup. Remember, they did that, they did that in Ohio. Yes, and they the had... The bridge collapsed. And they canceled it last minute after news broke that this bridge collapsed. No, they didn't cancel. They rescheduled the guest. It's now Buttigieg. Man, we need an answer from this guy. Dude, well, Ever since you took over. <laughs> I mean... That's why he's gracing the cover of our live episode for today <laughs> he is the conductor of this train ride folks this idiot i have to say never in my life have i seen so many images of overturned train cars collapsed bridges black smoke clouds straight from hell bursting into the sky like we've seen nothing but that in our transportation uh roadways railways airways everywhere everything has been messed up and i just can't believe how much I've had to reference our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. I've never known a transportation know. secretary before. I couldn't name you one from any previous administration ever, but I know <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm almost positive the position was just made up to give somebody a job where they could just give them money from the government. It was supposed to you give know? you a cabinet gig, and then you could yeah, maybe run for president someday. or like you know. You're literally failing at a, at a made-up job. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Failing miserably. Well, he's supposed uh, to do something, right? I don't know. I don't know what don't his job is. I think he has is. any power to do anything. That's right, and that's why I like Pete Buttigieg, because when disasters like this unfold, I can blame him, and he's easy to blame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It feels good to blame Pete Buttigieg. I gotta say, uh, I do a lot of memes for the show, uh, for our live shows, uh, for all the live listeners out there. They... They see that we put a, a lot of effort and thought into making these memes where they depict uh, the topics. It's a combination of the topics we're going to cover. And I, as a result, I often have to scroll through uh, endless pages of well-known people uh, to get pictures of them smiling or laughing uh, because I, I prefer those images. And never have I had a tougher time getting a picture of someone smiling genuinely <laughs> than Pete Buttigieg. This man oh. is a sociopath. I'm telling you right yeah. now. He is one of the single creepiest people. He's up there with like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates is really creepy to grow go through pictures of. That that he's a lizard alien. I know I know that for a fact, just having looked through so many pictures. 
there were guys that they did those they were doing a documentary on him and uh this was before he was a disaster as a transportation secretary <laughs> this will be his legacy by the way trains oh, toppling yeah. over the poisoning of rivers the explosions with the black clouds i've never seen black <laughs> clouds before this year trains toppling over planes that aren't flying and automobiles that aren't moving that's uh that's booty gig but the uh the documentary people they were like these two guys were talking about following Buttigieg and uh Chastin is it Chase is it Chastin or Chastin we'll go Chaz so uh I like Chaz yeah Chaz is a gay man name really yeah that is (laughs) you ever meet a non-gay Chaz I mean I don't know I have ever met a Chaz before the only Chaz I can think of is the brother from Home Alone well, I was just thinking, like, every Chaz I knew quickly grew out of Chaz once they left high school. I know two Chazes. It's the brother in Home Alone, and then I think Bono, Sonny and, Sonny and Cher, their kid, I believe, was one of the first yeah, celebrity trannies ch- who, went, yeah, who went to Chaz Bono, right? right? Am I right about that? That's right. Chaz Bono? Am I correct on that one? Yeah, Chaz Salvatore Bono. <laughs> oh, it's Italiano Paisano. A Salvatore. All right. Hey, all right, manja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, born in fucking, uh... oh, he is, no, no, oh, wait, wait. I, this one I always get wrong. I know. It's tough with the lady fellas, man. I gotta say. They were, they were born a lady, and now they're a fella. Lady, right? now a fella. Yes. I believe. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's an easier transition. More believable. It's really hard to become a woman. Oh, that's so much Oof. shaving and waxing. I mean, like I've said before, you know, yeah. l- let's take a look at uh, old Bruce uh, <laughs> Kardashian over there. See how Bruce Kardashian's doing on a Tuesday evening. You know, he's sitting back oh, on the couch like, cranking oh. a beer. Eating some, uh, you know, Lay's potato chips. You think he still puts the hand in the pants? Like yeah, every guy absolutely puts the hand scratching those nuts. You know it, man. It gets, it gets a little dirty it's in terrible, the terrible, dude. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, I, I actually now I'm, I think about it. I see the appeal of the woman tranny. I totally dude, see you, that. Yes, you kind of just let yourself go. I mean, that's got to be so much fun. <laughs> Especially if you're one of those chicks who naturally grows the moustache, you can just let the oh, thing fly yeah. out. Yeah, man. I, like get I, a little fatter, you know. Just put us some weight, man. Or if you're someone who enjoys health, you could get buff and in shape, man, and no one will judge you too. Because chicks who are buff get judged in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Like people are kind of like anti-health in this man. country. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, if you're a guy going to girl. Dude, that's a lot of it's so much make maintenance, and this is what I said when it came <laughs> so to the much cardio. <laughs> it's a lot of cardio. You got to watch what you eat. You can't eat gassy foods anymore. And like uh, the thing with the Dylan, oh, yeah, because you're still farting like a man, dude. That's oh. right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We've gone real high class with this show the last few episodes. <laughs> a lot of fart talk lately. I'm proud of us. I blame I blame AOC. All right, if AOC had never farted on camera, it really would have never been top of mind. Top of mind. Top of mind. If it comes from a tranny, is it a fart or a queen? 
It's, oh, oh, wow. I have no mm. idea, man. That one just, uh, I don't even have a sound effect for that. I got to get a uh, queef sound effect. We'll, we'll plague the experts for centuries. <laughs> Back to the queef. <laughs> I love it. Don't get to talk enough queef on this show. <laughs> but a tranny queef. My thought, my thought with the dudes is when you're going to the chick route, like Dylan Mulvaney, that is like, you know, you're shaving twice a day. Oh, you have to. No, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, you're waxing is. your face. You're doing, Oof. you got to go over the, I mean, you're waxing your body. You're Doing all sorts of over-the-top yeah, go stuff. Go get your nails done, get this your hair done. Again, why, when it comes Oof. to these fellas doing the lady thing, you know, it's just so obvious because you're overcompensating with all that makeup. Yeah, yeah, good call. That and is the dead giveaway. That's the tell, man. You know, so feel sorry for the fellas. They decided to... Uh, you know, put more work into it. Because, again, the ladies, and especially if you go the, uh, who's that actor everybody forgot about now? Uh, Elliot Page, right? Uh, remember Elliot Page? Oh, God, that's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, what happened to her? Well, you know, imagine all the roles Ellen Page would have now if it was just Ellen Page, and now it's Elliot Page, and it's like you're, like, a little more f- feminine than Timothy Chalamet, so you can't be a leading man. Right? Yeah, no, dude, you still look... Actually, dude, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I saw... You an, put her in a red outfit. That's the Flash, bro. What's that f***'s name? <laughs> yes. Ezra? Yeah, man. Yeah. Ezra Miller? She's got more chest hair than Ezra Miller, I'm telling you. Yes, more chest hair, possibly bigger uh, dick bulge. There's potential there. Uh, uh, I, I'm actually... Uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I think her next to Timothy Chalamet, I don't know if I'd be able to tell the difference if she grew her hair out a little bit. Or he, mm. uh, you know, I'm doing the misgender call, thing. Dude. Yeah. In prison, I don't know which one I'm raping. Yeah, we've covered this before, <laughs> especially if any of those BTO uh, Asian boy band fellas are in the room. Which is funny because everybody knows I'm a 5'7", so in prison, I'm being raped. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And potentially by those BTO, uh, you know, Korean boy you band get enough guys. of them. You never, yeah, they could gangbang you. You got to watch out for that, dude. Watch out for the good old gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> the PTO guys, man. Yeah. The Asian boy band gangbang. <laughs> Not as fun as it sounds. I saw an interview with, it was a, like an article, and they uh, were talking to Timothy Chalamet. He's, he's the new heartthrob. Have you seen this fella? I have no idea. You, you've brought him up a lot. You've so got to look up Timothy Chalamet, and if you see a picture of him, he's always with his shirt off or he's wearing some sort of unbuttoned uh, shirt fuck this guy but he's fuck this dude he spells his name with two e's oh, at his the name end. i knew you would with love the this. little oh, fucking little thing it's at the so, top it's oh tough. fuck it's this tough. guy he's he's the hero he's the action star hero in dune and they're coming out with a dune too and you know he, he's talking about doing all the training and you know you know getting getting into shape and all this stuff and i was looking at a picture of him and you know i was kind of thinking like this guy like, we've really downgraded the action hero 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he's kind of boyish. Like, how is this dude an action star? I cannot believe he's 27. That's what I'm saying. He looks like he's uh, 15. 14, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Maybe of age. Like, dude, you can't even grow a sideburn. No, not even one. Right? You can't. (laughs) Just one sideburn on the left there. Nothing. (laughs) Look at the guy. Does he have facial hair? Is it possible on this character? I don't think so. So my point being is, Elliot Page, I see a future where, you know, you could potentially be an action star. Just take a look at Timothy Chalamet. Mm. Elliot Page, almost in better, more masculine shape. I'm, I'm Chalamet. starting, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, he's, there's this one picture of him wearing a uh, this really <laughs> tight turtleneck. And I got to tell you, old Ellen over there is... Uh, who? More manly than this guy. Yes, that's what I'm Elliot. saying. That's all I could think about. Yeah. That's why Elliot Page wow. was top of mind. I really thought that uh, I like looked at Timothy Chalamet, and I'm like, that is like basically Elliot Page. We're there. We're <laughs> at a point where Elliot Page is going to be an action star in a movie. I, I promise you. Oh, God, this is terrible. Like, this guy's going to, you know, procreate. Imagine how gay his kids are going to be. Uh, very gay. I can already you know? see it. Yeah. We're going to have nothing but chicks. Well, luckily, we won't be able to rent any DVDs or even purchase any DVDs of these weirdo, uh, semi-manly female lady (laughs) fella dudes. Uh, Because, folks, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it is official. The DVD is dead. DVDs might be in danger. The disc is in there. And not just because of Polly Walnuts. Best Buy announcing it will stop selling DVDs and Blu-ray discs completely after this holiday shopping season, both in stores and online, leaving physical media collectors feeling a little ejected. I think that's probably one of the main reasons I go to Best Buy, if I'm being honest. If I'm going to Best Buy, right, the first thing I'm going. And in case you're wondering, yes, this man is 300 pounds, and yes, he has a neck beard. <laughs> it's true. Going right to the movie and Yes, apparently Best Buy still has stores. A... He's like in his basement with like a wall of DVDs around him. <laughs> uh, where did they dig this guy up for GMA, man? This is crazy. I mean, quote, to state the obvious, the way we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago. But some say they need those physical copies. Owning a physical movie is the same as buying vinyl or owning a physical book or if you like to have posters on your wall. It's these things that okay. people love. I'm ready for it's not it. not a book. <laughs> yes, man, I was waiting for it, dude. No, I'm sorry. In fact, I have more sentimental value to like VHS than I do DVD. Like, yeah, I, just because it's kind of older. But I mean, you're gonna equate your DVD of Avatar two to what Shakespeare? Yes. You know? Well, we're there, dude. I was, you know, who reads Shakespeare? Who could read one like sentence of Shakespeare now? To be fair, it's written terribly. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, it's, I guess, perspective. No, it's beautiful. It's poetry. It's terrible. Stupid. See, we have fallen so far from the (laughs) art that people love. The news comes just weeks after Netflix sent its final DVD in the mail on September 29th. DVD sales peaked in the United States 18 years ago, raking in more than $16 billion back in 2005. It uh, coincided with the release of the Kardashian sex tape, if anyone recalls. It was uh, (laughs) was great times. 
I was just thinking, man, sixteen billion, and that's when sixteen billion was a lot of money. Right now, that's just a Tuesday in Ukraine. Yeah, right? it's not. Oh God, receiving a check in the mail from the Tuesday, U.S. Yeah. It's a it's a Tuesday in Ukraine, and then Thursday Biden gives that to the uh, uh, college grads just <laughs> yeah. to win their vote. Oh, that's I right, mean, man. Yeah, it's a student loan forgiveness. That's what it 16 is. Billion. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so I. I was thinking about this. I'm serious. And I have some DVDs, just a few. Uh, and we have an Xbox player that hasn't been plugged in since you visited in November last year. And we have no other device. I looked around the house. Not even the laptop I have right here. There is no other device that can play a DVD in this house, yes. dude. Maybe Emma's computer, uh, she might have a uh, CD slot. Do the Macs even come with a CD-ROM drive anymore? I don't think it's big enough for a CD. See what I'm saying? Like, it, uh, I don't see one. The hard copies are gone, man. In the first half of this year, DVD and Blu-ray sales dipped to $754 million. So as the DVD market shrinks, the hype for collectors skyrockets. It's crazy because when we were kids, like movies that would depict the future would show uh, like data and information and video stored on like tiny discs. Remember, like like micro oh, versions yeah. of CDs. I remember everybody because that was when everything was getting smaller. Yes, dude. Everything. Everything got smaller for a little while there in the nineties, oh, right? Why do you think Early... I stopped growing at five seven? I was trying to be smaller. <laughs> you were getting with the times, man. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, that's actually a good uh, line. If anyone, you know, comments on your height, right? If you're hitting on a chick, be like, I fit oh, in my time. Oh, you can say, oh, you know, I'm just a product of my generation, right? We were just, uh, <laughs> this was, you know, this height baby was the fad in 97. I don't know if you were around back then. Everybody was. It was the Blackberry. I was the Blackberry 2.0. A little smaller, a <laughs> little cuter. More better. More stealth, a little more data, or, you know, a little more uh, memory than this guy. Yeah. Moves a little faster. I remember, uh, our, you remember Joe, uh, Joe Zagurski? Yeah. All right. He had, I never, I'll never oh, forget yes. going to his house. This is, wow, <laughs> 93 to 95 time frame, probably. Oh, uh, it's got to be a little later because I remember. It's like late 90s. He had the state of the art at the time sound system, surround sound. With like these tall tower, thin tower speakers, and the gigantic mammoth flat screen TV that would take probably what seven to eight men to carry out of your house nowadays, uh, just oh, absolutely geez. enormous. And then here's what made the whole system worth the trip, right? To go uh, view a movie, uh, he had the laser disc, laser disc with the surround sound. Which wasn't two little fucking two inch by three inch speakers hanging from the ceiling. That's right, no, man. It was fucking yeah, it was... seven foot <laughs> towers on the side of the room. <laughs> but do you remember those laser discs? They were bigger than yes. they were bigger than LPs, you know, and bigger than the... <laughs> they were literally was like a lot of data. They were absolutely massive, man. But the sound I mean, you had to flip it, dude. Yeah, you had to flip the laser disc <laughs> at the intermission. <laughs> I mean, 
Even DVDs when they first came out. Like, I think Titanic was two discs. That was it? I thought that was the appeal, was that it was on one disc, but you got to flip. Oh, it was the flip. Yeah, now I'm thinking, yes, you had to flip the disc. It was two VHSs. And then the breakthrough in DVD players was the no-flip player, where you just slid the disc in, right? And it... Well, DVDs. Once you got on CDs, now you could fit <laughs> more movie than you need. Man, those are wild times. Wild West, if you will. I, I recall we hit that era where you could download the movie and then burn it onto the DVD. That was the big thing, yeah, back in, like, early 2000s. Everybody lost their mind on that. L- Lars Ulrich is still suing people still over Napster. Sh- <laughs> 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 Fucking nutjob. It's uh, amazing how that ruined that band. Everybody was like, fuck you. It is. Metallica so, was so always... Greedy. Yeah, they were so cool. Even in their later years there in the 90s, then out of nowhere, they were the band that was against Napster, and then everybody hated Metallica. Yeah, they were terrible. St- I still have a bad. It left taste a bad taste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Metallica comes on, I'm like you Napster losers. You know, I it just because like, I really want to enter. The, you know, rock out to enter Sandman. But man, I just I recall some wounds don't heal. You know. You know what's weird is. Those early days of the internet, man. It was just such a free for all. You literally could just get whatever you wanted. Yeah, you really could. You just needed to know where to get it. You know? You had to Everything had viruses. Well, everything had a virus, but also, you know, you would just learn you'd join these forums, you'd be on AIM, you'd get links, you'd go to different sites. It, it was just such a wild time. It was the Wild West. It everything changed when the world tapped into social media and then we had it in the palm of our hand. When everything went to apps, it just all went to algorithms and AI, and now it's just I. I don't even think we share the same internet, uh, like in the same household anymore. I am pretty sure the internet I view is a totally different internet than what Emma views, and we're sitting right next to each other. Yeah, well, definitely the stuff you're seeing, yeah, stuff that's recommended. Well, either way, that's all I got on the DVD. The DVD's dead. It's gone the way of the VHS. Although I read an article, and I think I breezed on it the other day when we discussed. Uh, what's the fella, uh, big dick energy guy, did the, uh, <laughs> Pete, Davidson. Pete Davidson did the SNL, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty funny. I watched a little bit of it. He, he's, you know, he's a funny guy, but, um, he apparently is, he became a, col- a major collector of VHS because they discontinued the VHS a few years back. And apparently you can get, there's some VHS, if they're unopened, you can get, like, tens of thousands of dollars for them. And in, in the DVD clip we were just listening to, they discuss how there's a, some DVD out there where you could get for, like, $50,000 if it's unopened. Oh, Twister. Twister was the movie. Twister? Yes, sir. Oh, you're an asshole if you pay $50,000 for Twister. What's the name of that guy in it? Well, there's, oh, he's such a bad actor. You talking about Bill Paxton? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> That's old school Paxton. 1996. Wow. Yeah, I love Bill Paxton. So Bill Paxton, he's been killed by a Terminator, by an alien, and by a Predator, I believe. Was he in Terminator? He was. Here's It's awesome. In the first Terminator, the, mo- the first moment Arnold appears... In the modern day, right, in the 80s, uh, he 
comes across three punkers. And one of the punkers, I believe it's the guy with the blue mohawk, is Bill Paxton. It's like one of his first roles. No way. Yes, and, and Arnold, like, he kills him. He's like one of the first kills. It's awesome. And, no way. Yeah, Bill Paxton, he's, he's, he's been a weirdo in a bunch of movies, and he's also uh, he's one of my favorite guys in the original Alien. I, I'm just looking at all the movies this guy's been in. He really has had a career. He was in Apollo 13. I totally forgot. He's in one of the greatest movies of all time, Tombstone. Tombstone. I don't think I ever saw Tombstone. You absolutely saw Tombstone. It, every every middle-aged man has seen Tombstone. It's. Uh, I don't think so. Come on. I don't think I'm middle-aged yet, Frank. <laughs> all right. I'm ashamed you haven't seen it. It's, uh, it's... Got Kurt Russell's Wyatt Earp, Val oh, Kilmer. Val Kilmer's greatest role in his entire career is Doc Holliday. It's absolutely spectacular. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this movie. Oh, yeah, so yeah. good, man! I love the Tombstone. Classic, classic lines. Val Kilmer is on point, and yeah, you get the Bill Paxton in there. He sneaks Isn't into it? all these. He so sneaks funny. into so many random movies. It's crazy. Oh, like, that guy too. Uh, what, uh, dude? I never knew this guy's name. Stephen Lang. Oh yeah, that's right. That man. guy pops up in. Yeah, yeah, He's always right. like a bad guy. Yeah, He's an Avatar. That's, that's right. Oh, Avatar. I know nobody in Avatar. Isn't he like the bad guy in Avatar? Is Bill Paxton in Avatar? I feel like Bill Paxton may have snuck into Avatar. No, is he? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Stephen Lang is the guy in Avatar. And he was right. in this one, like, there was this series that was on, like, five years ago on Netflix. It only came out for, like, one season or two, maybe, where they, like, ended up back in time when there were dinosaurs. Oh, wow. And he was, like, the commander. Nice. Yeah. I'm not too sure about that one. Well, uh, I find this uh, whole... Look, slide. I feel like... <laughs> This whole DVD thing is pretty interesting. Did you notice they're going to do it after the holidays? I guarantee you this is just to ramp up some sales on some old DVDs. You know, bring a little nostalgia into the game and, you know, bring people into get some stocking stuffers, uh, possibly. I, I found it interesting, too, because um, I read an article today about Netflix. So Netflix officially ended their DVD delivery. I didn't know they were still doing it. But that stopped apparently, and uh, they have what is it? Um, they're now gonna do gaming services on their platform, but they plan on in twenty twenty five opening physical Netflix locations that you can go to, wine and dine, and get Netflix. I don't know. You can like rent Netflix. Material. Dude, if they do a fucking place to rent movies, they literally ruined Blockbuster, and now they're gonna be Blockbuster. I think what you're gonna see is a <laughs> an actual Netflix place to rent movies. I swear to you, that's what what's gonna happen. You gotta create like how coked up do you have to be in that in that fucking boardroom and to be like, I got a great idea. We'll open a store where we rent movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, dude. I think they're going to do it. I really believe this. But they're going to make it where you can, like, hang out and, like, uh, watch stuff there. 
and I don't know. That's the whole point of Netflix is that I don't have to go anywhere. That's what I thought. Like I don't want to leave. I'm yeah. I'm being a slug. It's Netflix I sit and on my chill, ass. not Netflix and go out. <laughs> Yes, man. That's all I did before Netflix was go out. I thought it was. I thought it was a weird idea. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, But that's that's what they plan on doing: some sort of Netflix and chill out outside. You know. Sounds stupid, but damn, they got all the money. They got all the money. They shut down Blockbuster, and we grew up with Family Video. Remember Family Video? Oh, yeah. I, I loved the Family Video. It, it was such a tiny little house, and everything was right there. You could just probably do a lap around the store in less than two minutes. And then... Oh, they had everything you needed. They had everything you needed, but... All the way to the left, I distinctly remember there was a curtain. And you yeah, would curtain, pull yeah. the curtain back, right? And they had like almost an equally sized room in the back of porno. <laughs> oh, we know why they stayed in business. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. As a kid, we didn't it wasn't understand. wasn't all those Lion King rentals. That's what I'm saying. You're sitting there and you're like, man, how does a place like this keep up with Blockbuster? It's crazy. You just never understood. Family video? Man. They must have something good we don't know about, right? Must this, be the deals. This one's got a lot of lonely middle-aged men walking into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, every, every, all the guys leaving with paper bags. You know what I'm saying? They put the video <laughs> in the paper bag there. It's so funny that you like don't think about it at the time, but looking back on it, you know, you you can kind of even just kind of envision the room and the space dedicated yeah. to each room. And you're like, you know, I think there was almost more room in the porn room than there was in the actual video room. <laughs> like, they crammed a lot of crap in that room where if you were 300 pounds, you probably couldn't navigate one of the aisles. <laughs> but you could you could wander into the porn room and have all the space you wanted, man. Oh, that was the worst part. Did you ever look in there as a kid and you just see, like, five guys not talking as close, as far away from each other as they could be? <laughs> oh, man, I'll never forget. I turned 18 and we marched our asses right over to Family Video and I bought a porn back there. Wow. I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was you know, one- you kind of... A tr- oh, oh, yeah. God. No, it was, it, was, I, we, it was Jack and I, I believe. I can't remember who was with me. And, uh, but I think I was the only one in to go in there and I picked like a very raunchy, nasty, horrible porno. Oh, as you do. Yeah. Well, you got to go with the one that has, you know, oversized dildos and fat black people, <laughs> you know, just like all, all sorts of weird stuff. There's a midget in the corner. You know what I mean? You got to You got to go with the weirdest you could see on the cover. The cover would, if you go into these porn rooms, the covers have to give you everything that's in the movie so they could show you all, you know, it's based on the fetish, right? Right, and you can't click through the you know the thumbnails. Oh, yeah, no thumbnails, <laughs> no previews. So like you no go into the porn, yeah, you got that's right, no previews, man. <laughs> you got to read the back of the box. Whoa! Well, no, the covers of these porn videos, they would just have like all the best stuff on it, and like it would just be tiny versions of everything there, so you could get a full glimpse of what your what journey you're gonna embark on if you were to purchase this porno. That's insane. I can't believe that used to be normal. 
Well, it's weird now, yeah. right? But I mean, when we had nothing and you were a dude who was itching for some porn. I guess it was better than nothing. And porn watching back then, too. I mean, you had to have, like, a dedicated space, right? Like, there's no way you could use the family room or, you know, you you, you must yeah, have your yeah. own room and with your own TV. Like, that's kind of, you know, for us, we, you know, that was another level. Yeah, if you were a porn addict back then, dude, that's, that's sad. Because you were really trying. Yeah, and spending a lot of money if you were doing rentals or purchases, right? Like, that was a costly habit there. Oh, just the rewind fees. <laughs> Remember those puppies? Oh, be kind, folks. Rewind. Never forget. <laughs> Dude, I just watched that movie the other day. That is a great movie. What, oh, who's in that one? That's, uh, just Jack Black yes. and Most Duff. That's right. Jack Black and Most Duff. What happened to Most Duff, Dude, he kind of got... You know, I Check think he didn't fuck the kids. Out. I'm assuming he didn't fuck a kid and voted for Trump. Yeah, it's either one of the two or a combination of both. Usually they go hand in hand, which is kind oh, of strange. People, people, listen to me. Vote Democrat. <laughs> fuck the kid. And then change your name to something stupid like Emperor of the World. Like that one guy. Meta World Peace, whatever. Meta World Peace. Yeah, it was Ron Artest. That guy played all the right hands. And look at him. He's interviewing Kamala. Wow, is he really? Meta, what, does he have a podcast now? Yeah, don't you remember Kamala Harris was on it? I didn't even connect the dots. I didn't know that was a Meta World Peace's podcast. I, I totally forgot. Meta World Peace. Ron Artest is known for one of the greatest brawls, I believe, in the history of the NBA. No, really? Yeah, he might be, what is it, the, it's not the malice at the palace, I think that was, uh, <laughs> that was Muhammad Ali, but uh, the one in Detroit, where like chairs were thrown into the crowd, and <laughs> people were fist fighting with the players, it, it got totally out of hand, and I'm pretty sure it was Ron Artest, uh, he, he's, he was well known for his antics and uh, getting into fights, but that's why I thought it was funny he changed a meta world piece, you know, he was... He was a bad boy in the NBA fighting all the time, and then all of a sudden he was uh, world peace. So it was kind of. I mean, Ron Artest is such a badass name. That's what I'm saying, but you must have a horrible, you know, background to that name to the point where you're like, I'm How bad was your credit? That's right. (laughs) Oh, that credit score? That's Ron Artest. I'm world peace. (laughs) (laughs) Ron who? Never heard of him. Oh, man. Well, speaking of blasts from the past, uh, The Daily Show is back. Shut the fuck up. It's like back with a new show, with Like with a new episode? Yes, a brand new episode. And what I found crazy interesting is they're still rolling with the, uh, what is it, the guest uh, hosts, okay? And they've been, <laughs> yeah, because no one wants to do the job. No, no, you know what that is? Is we know who we want to put in there. We know who we should put in there, but it's the white guy. Yes. We're going to keep cycling through until we we get a black lesbian. All right. So you're right on the money. And what I found interesting, I implore everyone to watch this newest episode hosted by Michael Costa, white guy. I was shocked. And... He kind of fits it. I didn't really, I've never heard of him. He's kind of an unknown comedian in my book. He's been on this show as a correspondent apparently for three years. 
kind of the most perfect it, host. He's married to the other one, right? I don't know anything about this guy. I know nothing about him. However, yeah, yeah. he was back, and NPR did uh, an article about him written by Eric Deggins, okay? And Eric Deggins was not too pleased with the choice of Costa as the opening <laughs> as the opening host. And he <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, in the article, this guy is he's critiquing this episode. He writes, uh, he quotes Costa, all right, this is a joke by Costa, he says, white people, we can't talk about black audiences being rowdy in movie theaters ever again, that's over, he's making a joke. And so here's uh, this fellow who wrote this article in NPR, Uh, he says, that was telling a joke, because despite how diverse the show's lineup of guest hosts and correspondents have been in the past, Monday's show didn't have a single guest, host, or correspondent who wasn't white. Oh, Oh, NPR! Oh, Oh, no! no. Oh, my God. It's a great episode. Everybody should check it out. I thought it was pretty funny. (laughs) I was shocked. Even though I don't agree with some of the politics. Uh, The guy kind of reminded me of, like, a young Jon Stewart. It was funny, and it was refreshing, and... You know, I, I. Oh God! It's just because you're a racist bigot, dude. I'm a bigot. And, uh, I'm a white supremacist, and I look forward to the next episode being hosted by Leslie Jones, and then a <laughs> whole list of other black and minority and LGBTQ people. So it'll be fantastic. Uh, however, uh, I thought you know I'm gonna check some of this out, and I did, and I came across Jordan Kepler, who I thought originally should have replaced John Stewart, but they couldn't do that because. We know. And so, so Jordan Kepler, I guess he's been doing this skit on there uh, where he goes to Trump rallies and mocks and, you know, makes fun of their stupidity. This is like. He is a very, very scary individual. He did, I don't know if they still do it, but he was doing that podcast with Kasich. Right. And it was the shit they would say was just unbelievable. Kepler's weird. You These. Segments are always funny, even though they're ripping on Trump supporters. He gets the stupidest ones in the crowd and isolates the questions and answers and makes them sound retarded. And it is very funny, I have to say. Um, stupid is, as stupid does, right? And, and you know, if it's, <laughs> it's hilarious when it happens, regardless if you're Democrat or Republican. But <clears throat> either way, he tries to, he squeezes in this bit where he's trying to prove a point. And I want you to pay attention to the point he's trying to prove. But I don't think he's proving... I think he's proving almost our point. And uh, you'll hear what... Uh, he's talking about the Trump indictments, and he's asking these Trump supporters about the indictments. Sadly, the Donald's campaign appearances aren't the only thing on his schedule. How many indictments are we up to now? Georgia. Georgia? Okay, great. That's the, New York City. New York City. That's the most... Uh, the bankruptcy. And- New York is the bankruptcy one. Great. It's hard to keep him straight. You know, right. There's a lot of them. It is hard to keep them straight. It's almost like um, <laughs> like it's overwhelming, like it's ridiculous, like it's a circus. Yeah, there's way too many. I think they're just trying to throw him in jail. Yeah. To which one? Like what he said in New York. Is that pre or post the first indictment? I think that was right when the lady charges. Wait, lady charges. Is that Stormy Daniels' lady charge or sexual assault? Sexual assault. It was I, a sexual assault yeah, charge. Yeah. She was found guilty of, right? I think so. I think so. Are you 100% sure you're voting for Donald Trump in the next election? Yeah. Yeah. No matter what happens with these trials, this election still comes down to their guy versus the other guy. 
Yeah, so Jordan Kepler, I think, missed the point here, uh, or proved our point, which is you've made a mockery of our system. Yeah, they're so stupid, nobody could even keep track of the indictment, That's, let alone yes, care. This is our joke, man. Jordan Kepler's stealing our joke, dude. You really are, dude. You don't get it. You don't get it. And, you, and you're out there to prove that, oh my God, these people are going to vote for Trump just because it's their guy against our guy. Well, why are your people voting for Biden? <laughs> they're they're completely overlooking all the evidence of his corruption, right? Yeah. Both of these guys are turds. This is the this is the South Park where it's a douchebag it's a douchebag versus a turd saying. Yes, it really is. And what what I can't get over is, you know, he's trying to prove a point like there's so many indictments, it's hard to keep track of. How could you even want to vote for this guy? Har har har. But you know, the when you paint it that way, any way you paint it, actually, there's so many indictments, Jordan Kepler, they're hard to keep track of. That's yeah. how absurd it is. Do you not see that people in the middle are viewing this circus and they see you clowns and uh, we cannot believe you are continuing down this road? Rob Reiner tweeted something out today about democracy hanging in the balance, you know, and it's all depending on some gag order with Trump or something. And does this fool have no idea we are just like on the precipice of World War III? His people are are just tiptoeing us into it. Is this really your concern? This is what you guys are focused on? Well, yeah, they're they're worried Trump is going to win again, and then they won't be able to go into World War III. (laughs) You're right. That's actually... (laughs) You know? It's just so mind-blowing to me that everybody's still... I finally saw Trump creep back into the news cycle. He's still well below the atrocities unfolding in the Gaza Strip. Uh, The news Uh, has gone full-on with the support of the Palestinians. It's pretty obvious. Go to Associated Press, go to NPR... Go to any of the news sites, Reuters, anything. Their their main focus is the the death and the toll that is being experienced by the Palestinians on the Gaza Strip. It, I'm really it's disgusting. I can't believe how the, much they're there's a humanitarian crisis unfolding in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, because the assholes in the Gaza Strip attacked Israel. I I, I don't I do not understand why I'm supposed to care about the the. You fuck you people in the Gaza Strip. You knew what was coming if you attacked. You knew your children were going to be in danger. And now I'm I don't care about your children because you attacked their children, right? That's how this works. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys took your mask off. You showed the world who you really are. You know what I mean? People like me who went over there and had to live in the Middle East. I mean, we've been trying to tell people, I got, you know, most people, they come back, they try to tell people what it's like, and then you just kind of, you stop, because nobody believes, they're truly evil people, they're true evil, they don't want you to live in peace, and they live in peace, they want you to die, that's it. It's wild stuff, man, no, it's crazy that there's Americans in Gaza, Right, that weren't stolen from Israel and taken over there. That you know they're just there and they're trying to get out. It's like, what are you doing there, man? You're, you know, like. Yeah, well, they're Palestinians. You know, I don't think we should allow them. Uh, fuck it, dude. Stay there. Stay there. 
Everybody puts up their flag. We should send them back. Those are just that's a terrible. I mean, we're entering a world now where I think the general public opinion is swaying towards we gotta shut down the borders and lock it down when it comes to who we're allowing into this country. Uh, I believe Dude, this is even, slowly even becoming Egypt, a universal concept. Egypt doesn't want these people. Yeah, it's true. That should tell you right there. Egypt is saying, no, we don't want them. Nobody wants these people. If they're such great people, why, why does nobody want them in their country? Because they're not great people. They support terrorism. You might not be a terrorist, fine. You, you and your children, but at the very best, you guys are terrorist sympathizers. There's no room for that. What we really should do is, you know, wherever this gate is between Egypt and the Gaza Strip, we should send AOC in her white pantsuit over there, <laughs> do a photo op, get some crying going on, you know, hang on the Frank, fence. Frank, do you know how embarrassing it would be if AOC goes there and doesn't get raped? She'd be the only girl that got the shirt. I know. <laughs> they were about to rape her, and then she farted or queefed. They weren't sure, but it was a huge turnoff, man. Just a major turnoff. The, the, the gentleman decided next time. <laughs> the exact quote from Hamas was, we may be animals, but we don't fuck horses. <laughs> <laughs> what do we look like, Hezbollah? We're not into the goats. Come on, man. We don't do the bestiality here, right? Yeah, Does the isn't that the Afghanis? They do the goats, aren't they? The, the goat fuckers <laughs> yeah. over there, right up in the bounds. I think they're the goat fuckers, right? I mean, I'm not trying oh, to be yeah. racist, but I just think that's kind of a thing out there, you know? No, they're proud of it. I mean, their women are ugly, so. Oof. <laughs> wow. Oof. <laughs> You're saying they can't tell the difference? No, the goats are just, you know, available. Probably better at cuddling. Oh my god! I'm not as itchy, less hairy. Yeah, I guess it, it's more. Uh, it's a softer experience, right? Maybe. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking of sheep. Actually, they got that fluffy fur. They're more gentle. <laughs> well, goats, they got that beard going on, right? So you get a little tickle on the balls. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the goatee. The goatee, man. Another, yeah. another win for the goats. You yeah, know I mean? dude, they rock the goatee. Afghani women, you need to step up your game is what I'm saying. Or just enhance your goatees a little bit, right? I'm sure they got a little <laughs> hair going on into the chin region. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> It's possible. I don't know. I've never been out in that area, but I assume it's slim pickings when it comes to the tinder. The goats, you get the bearded ladies, you get the bearded goat ladies. <laughs>